Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you tuning in to today's show, sponsored by SISportsbook.com. We got a loaded slate for you here today, ahead of the Broncos season opener against the Giants in week one in the Meadowlands. Talking injury updates, comments on the Bradley Chubb situation as he was detained this week by Douglas County Sheriff's Office. We'll get into that. What Broncos players fans should be watching on Sunday. Talk about the LA Times story and what you rehash the Broncos QBs trying to cheat the system last year, quote unquote, RE COVID protocols. Are the Giants any good? Do the Broncos have a test in the Vic Fanjo's pretty much must win season opener in his third season? And we'll be closing the show with some discussion on big content to come online and in paper. So again, folks, First and Orange podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran. We'll start off the show with some quick injury updates, which Vic Fangio provided today. Noah Fant and Bradley Chubb, will they play on Sunday? Well, I think Vic provided sort of an update. And uh, as we're recording this before practice on Wednesday, Fant is further along than Chubb. Uh, he said Fant is supposed to do all the drills and practice. We'll see. And then he said Chubb will be limited or do not practice. By the time we get this up, we'll have an official announcement because starting today, teams have to put out an injury report. Okay, let's talk about Chubb's injury first. It's the other ankle that was surgically repaired during the spring that they waited a long time to repair. In now, May, mind you, after yeah. he missed the last two games. With that yeah, injury. so it's not like it popped up. The thing with Chubb is the timeline. He tweaks it before the Rams game, plays in the Rams game. Okay, why did he play in the Rams game? They're not saying. Okay, maybe he didn't tell them. Okay, that's another issue. I'd like to have him at the podium to discuss a multitude of things. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I would expect Vant to play Sunday. Chubb, I was also confident he would be available. But now I think it's getting less confident, and that means a big opportunity for Malik Reed. Once again, for a third yeah, season in a row. He's like... Where's the luck? Jonathan Cooper would be active. Andre Mincy would be active if, if Chubb isn't because you need, you know, four edge rushers. So, you know, they got depth at tight end overcome Fant if he's limited. But you planned all offseason to have Vaughn on one side, Bradley Chubb on the other side. You can't even get to the starting gate before there's a concern. And it is a concern because this is a guy who's had injury issues ever since he got to Denver after that first season. That's not a knock. That's a fact. And here's the thing. Let's say Chubb does play Sunday. What's the chances he aggravates the injury or makes it worse and misses two or three weeks? So that's, that's the balance that the Broncos have to weigh. So potentially big opportunities here for Malik Reed once again and for Albert O, who has looked the part of a number one tight end throughout camp. And Eric Sauber looking like some good, solid depth behind him on special teams too, but also capable of catching some passes. So if Noah Fant can't play, you're much deeper at tight end than you were last year for the Broncos. Let's say Fant is limited with his snaps. You know, what I'm curious to see is Albert O's blocking ability. If they feel confident in it, then they can still do a lot of two tight end stuff and just run the football, Sauber being the, the tight end first blocker and then Albert O being the second one. So, it, you know, if you're Pat Shermer, you got to come up with a couple of different contingency plans. But, uh, but you know, Albert O on the field is definitely a threat in the passing game more than the run game. Again, folks, first in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SISportsbook.com. They're brand new. Check them out. And here is a word from our sponsors. Nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports. It's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one and why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game. 
teams can be beaten, but true fans are invincible. At Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, we get that, all of it, because we love sports too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sportsbook on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sportsbook only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sportsbook by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Again, everybody, this is the first in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran out here in Dove Valley and got a litany of things to discuss. We just talked injuries. Let's go back to Bradley Chubb. Injuries are concern for him and tickets too, apparently. He was detained earlier this week relating to an August 6th missed court date that was related to a month prior uh, offense, multiple traffic offenses, where he didn't show up to court and he was in practice that day. Vic Fangio was asked about it today. What was your reaction to how Vic basically downplayed it, say, hey, it's, it's over, it's done, no worries? Oh, that was pathetic. <laughs> I'm going to shoot straight on that. Honest opinion from Mr. O'Hallor. Um, I asked Vic the question. I said, hey, with the Chubb situation, did you feel the need to speak to the team to say, hey, take care of your business off the field? He said, no. Uh, you know, I had a friend in Greenwood Village who had expired tags and blah, blah, blah. It was a you know, rehearsed answer. I, I thought it missed the mark. I thought it was bad. He got to tell the public, hey, this is unacceptable. Now, story time with Uncle Ryan right now. When I was uh, around that age, I got pulled over for expired tags because I had moved. My registration wasn't updated. Here's what I did. I went to court, paid my fine. I had, by then, I'd gotten new tags and new license with my address, which I had to show them. I was in and out of court in 20 minutes that day. Why didn't Bradley Chubb tell the Broncos, hey, can I get some help on this and either get excused from practice for a personal matter? That's all we would have known about it pay your fines and move on. A little thing became a big thing, and people say, well, it's no big deal. Well, it's a big deal because we put it in the paper, and he was detained. It's not like he paid the fine late and the fine got doubled or something like that. And when Vic Fangio basically, you know, I don't want to condone is probably a a strong word, but he seemed to poo-poo it. Uh, I thought that was the wrong message to send. So... It's the third season in a row. Broncos have had legal trouble. Obviously, Kareem Jackson a couple seasons ago with the DWI charges. Melvin Gordon with the uh, similar charges that eventually did not result in him being suspended. Now this with Bradley Chubb. Did he just forget? What Did he just say whatever? We, we don't know. We haven't yeah. talked to him yet. But you're right. If we're trying to establish this winning culture here, as the Broncos say they are, and Teddy Bridgewater and, and Melvin Gordon espouse that today, is this the sort of little thing you can let slide? And that, perhaps that's your, your well, point, right? If I was Vic, this is what I would have said today. I would have said, hey, I, I had a good talk with Bradley today. And what I told him is you cannot let little things become big distractions. And you got to be mature about it. You got to handle your business off the field. You are an adult. You are a professional. We cannot babysit you. You have to take care of this. Because I don't think the Broncos knew this was going to happen, nor should they have known because um, they're not going over the docket of every player. So I thought it was the, you know, the wrong message. And uh, you know, then uh, now, now the issue is Chubb's injury. So we'll see you know, uh, when he talks next, he'll have to address this. 
First Orange Podcast was in by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Check them out. Brand new sportsbook brought to you, of course, by Sports Illustrated. This is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran out here recording in Dove Valley just before Broncos practice on Wednesday ahead of the season opener against the Giants on Sunday. And speaking of that game, a bunch of Broncos going to make their Denver debut. Of course, Teddy Bridgewater among them. Who should Broncos fans be looking out for to, you know, have impact games and, and lead the Broncos to what is pretty much a must-win week one mm-hmm. in my mind? Well, I agree with that. I agree that it's a must-win. Um, I'll give you two guys who we know are going to play big roles on, on Sunday. And usually I would say Javante Williams. Just don't know what the division of labor is going to be at running back. So I will not include the rookie. Um, I think Ronald Darby against Kenny Galladay or, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony, the rookie, or John Ross, the speedster, I think he's going to be important. They signed him to a three-year, $30 million contract. and Which some say was overpaying, yeah, I mean, right? I think it was market rate. I mean, guys got more. Um, I thought it was fine. $10 million a year for a corner, is, I think, was fine. No interceptions last year, but he had a lot of pass breakups. And then my, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm going to choose a guy who's, who is coming off injury. I can go Von Miller. Um, you know, he looked sharp, I thought, in the preseason game he played against the Rams. If there's no Bradley Chubb or there's a limited Bradley Chubb that puts more pressure on Vaughn going against a, a veteran right tackle in uh, Nate Soldier. I'm also interested to see how the D-line holds up. Uh, Draymond Jones, he's been hyped up by his teammates and uh, George Payton all up the line throughout this training camp. Will he come out and start to deliver on, you know, those all pro rumors that people think he can aspire to? And then Shelby Harris and Mike Purcell, those guys got to be healthy, productive. They need to get through that game and, and have a good game. Maybe Shelby, you know, shows off a block or two, what whatnot. I mean, Saquon Barkley, I think it's going to be like an end-of-the-week decision. You know, you right. don't know how much he's going to get. But here, you know, their backup is former Bronco Devontae Booker who ran over and through the Broncos last year while playing for Las Vegas in, in the game in Vegas. So uh, that's why, you know, Booker is a serviceable running back. So, you know, there's a lot of new faces on this Bronco team, not as many as people may have anticipated with the new GM, but a lot of new guys, young and older, are having, playing, are having to play key roles on Sunday. Again, folks, this is the first Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com on the World Wide Web. Kyle Newman and Ryan O'Halloran bringing you analysis out here outside the Broncos training facility in Dove Valley. And moving on to this next segment here. So this L.A. Times story came out earlier this week, basically rehashing the league's COVID plan last year, how it got through the season without canceling any games, et cetera. Well, one part of that story was rehashing the Broncos' little quarterback conundrum for the New Orleans game last year. Of course, they ended up starting Kendall Hinton, a practice squad wideout after all their quarterbacks were ruled ineligible. And in that story, in the LA Times story, said the Broncos quarterbacks put their devices in all four corners of the room and huddled together to watch film. NFL saw that on surveillance video, et cetera. So hence why they weren't so lenient on the Broncos, despite Vic Fangio and John Elway's pleas. What did you make about this coming back up? And it came back up, you know, during podium today, and Vic Fangio didn't really want to go there. Well, I agree with Vic on that's old news. And it was it was one line in the story about you know how the NFL handled last year's debacle, and um, you know I always side with the quarterbacks. They're trying to get themselves ready to win a game. If he ain't trying, he ain't trying to cheat. I guess is the phrase to use. But you know there's only a couple of media outlets yesterday that were, were obsessed with this story, and even one ran a poll. Do you think this had to do with Vic Fangio's decision with Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, I try not to swear on this podcast. Are you bleeping kidding me? I mean, give me a break. So, but 
that's this market. It's much, you know, they make big, th- they make little things into big things. So Broncos hopefully won't have to do that this season. Last year, pretty much a quarterback disaster. Let's see if Teddy Bridgewater can give them some stability heading into week one. Well, and I'll, I'll interrupt you one more time on that. The NFL mishandled this at the time. And, and not, not, not uh, saying the game's going to be played on schedule. Being transparent. And that Saturday was a disaster because the Broncos were in the dark almost as much as we were because – they were saying, okay, how is this possible? How are all these guys ineligible? And the league was only feeding their national mouthpieces, so that was a disappointing night. First and Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into sports since 1954. That's over 65 years of sports insights and knowledge and six years before there is pro football here in Denver. And while other sports books know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built with a combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sports book for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And it's the perfect time to get your bet in on the game at SISportsbook.com right now. Number of odds, of course, up there across the board for week one NFL action. Ryan, let's provide some sprinkling some analysis here from your betting self on a couple of these matchups, starting with Broncos Giants and Broncos two and a half point favorites in that one. Yeah, one thing that's interesting about the SI website is they offer a bunch of point spreads. You can just choose that. I mean, obviously Broncos minus you know eleven is going to be make you less money than Broncos minus two and a half, which is seems to be the universal line. And that means that means the uh, odds makers are starting off thinking the Broncos are a five and a half point favorite if if home fields were three points. I think the Broncos win, and I think they cover that. Um, I think they win by ten points because um, I I watched the Giants Patriots game the other day. They have trouble blocking people, and they have trouble uh, avoiding turnovers. So um, I go with the Broncos to cover the two and a half. So Casey and the Browns, the defending AFC champions, getting a test with the rising Cleveland squad, but the Chiefs two and a half point favorites. Thoughts there? Yeah, playoff rematch from the divisional round last year, uh, Browns and Chiefs. One thing about the Browns is, is I compare them to the Jaguar team I covered in 17, where they surprised everybody by making a run to the playoffs. Jaguars read their own press clippings, saw their name in lights the entire 2018 offseason, went in the toilet. Thankfully, I wasn't there to cover that. Uh, that maybe, was a succinct analysis of that. Maybe, I like maybe, that. <laughs> maybe I wish I was there to cover that. Anyways, um, Cleveland, I think maybe I think they may be a letdown team because they've they've revamped their defense, and, and they you know some guys are worried about their contracts, which is human nature. I picked the. Uh, I think this line is probably higher in the end. Um, uh, right now, what the the one I picked was Chiefs minus two and a half. I think they cover that piece of cake. I think they win 34 to 20, 34 21. Because Andy Reid in a week one with the stuff he hasn't shown in the preseason, he's going to have the Browns defense on their heels. Another intriguing AFC matchup to keep an eye on: Buffalo and Pittsburgh, and the Bills who have Super Bowl aspirations of their own with Josh Allen. Uh, don't want to bring up the Josh Allen, Bradley Chubb thing right now. But, yes, Josh Allen shouldering those Super Bowl expectations in Buffalo, and the Bills are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Steelers. I think this is one of the best games of the weekend. I think this is going to be a fist fight. I mean, both teams are tough. Crowds get, crowd of Buffalo is going to be frothing out the mouth. I would go Steelers getting the four-and-a-half. I think the, the Bills win maybe 23-20. Uh, field goal at the buzzer. I think these two, two, these two teams could see each other in the second, first or second round of the playoffs. Again, more odds, money lines at sisportsbook.com. This is the first in orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. If you've tried other apps, you need to try SI Sportsbook and get the true fan experience. 
Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sportsbook that wrote the book on sports. Right now, you get a new player offer. When you bet your first $10, you'll get $50 in free bets. That's new players only. Players must be over 21, located in Colorado. Qualifying bet, $10 or more. Minimum odds, minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And back to the show here outside Dove Valley. First Orange Podcast presented by SISportsbook.com. Rolling on here. Are the Giants any good, Ryan? I mean, we you look at their ranks last year, the growing pains Daniel Jones went through, obviously. Saquon Barkley missed the season, but he's hopefully going to be back for your Giants fan and if you want to see a good football game. But are they going to provide any tests for these Broncos in week one? Yeah, they'll, they'll provide a test because I don't think the Broncos are that great either. Here's, here's the sum up the Giants offense, and, and I grant people, hey, they didn't have Barkley who, who tore his ACL, I think, in October. Giants offense was worse than the Broncos offense last year. Just think about That's that. That's an indictment right there. <laughs> think about that for a second. Jason Garrett, the former Cowboy coach, don't call him Jason, call him coach, is the Giants play caller. They added a lot of speed on the outside at receiver. Uh, they added Kyle Rudolph, a veteran tight end. Uh, I just have some questions about their offensive line. If the Broncos can get them into some third and passing situations, um, I think the, 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 they'll be able to uh, get some sacks. And I think Vic Fangio's success against younger quarterbacks will come into play. He'll disguise some of his coverages, send some different pressures that he hasn't shown in the preseason. Let's flip it over to the Broncos offense. Teddy Bridgewater making his first start. I think their game plan is going to be, hey, we're going to run it to set up the play action, to go downfield to the receivers. And, you know, maybe I don't think a big, big screen game, but I think a start, a fast start is critical for the Broncos just within this game. Show us emergency, maybe go a little no huddle, go with some tempo, get the Giants on their heels, take the crowd out of the game. And so I think the Broncos win. Uh, I don't think this team is going to win a lot of pretty games. I mean, a lot of these are going to be tractor pulls. No offense to the people who like tractor pulls. I get it all the time. But, uh, you know, maybe a rock fight would be better. I think that's the Steelers and Bills too. But um, I think the Broncos uh, win by 10 points. So I got him at 24-13, 11-point victory for the Broncos. Jerry Judy, a long touchdown reception. And, hey, Von Miller, maybe a sack or two. You set him by 10 points. What's, what's your score? Um, Subject to revision uh, in Sunday's paper, of course. Well, I may have two scores in Sunday's paper. We'll get to what's in Sunday's paper. But I'll go uh, – I think I went like 24-13, something like that, 24-14. Again, folks, First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran. Speaking of Sunday's paper, we got a loaded paper and section coming for you. Magazine, a whole entire magazine, the Broncos Preview Magazine, per usual. Ryan O'Halloran wrote about 3,000 articles for it. And it's going to be everything you need to know about this team, depth chart, what George Payton has done, what Vic Fangio needs to do, et cetera, et cetera. Available at King Supers all across Denver metro area. You should pick it up, right? Yeah, and if you're a home delivery, uh, it'll be in your paper. Um, you know, this is something I think we had our first conversation about this in late May. Um, you know, since we they showed a cover, a picture of the cover in uh, Wednesday's print edition, so we could talk about it, is our theme is flipping the script. You remember last year, everything was all about Drew Locke and the offense. George Payton comes in. All his key additions, except for Bridgewater and Javante, were on defense. Instead of trying to keep up with the Chiefs, they're going to try and stop the Chiefs. And so we go into defensive line, linebacker, 
uh, you know, the steps taken? What was the mindset of the GM? You know, I had one-on-one interview. He sort of took me through some of those decisions. So, and then division previews, predictions, game-by-game Broncos predictions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it'll be, uh, uh, you know, uh, bring your lunch, folks, but it's a 225 local kicks who should be able to get through it. How many pages? I think 60. 60 pages, plus lots of great photos from our photo staff. And folks, it's been the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. Appreciate you tuning in to today's pack show. We'll be back next week with a preview of week two at Jacksonville. And be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team. And of course, visit sisportsbook.com. Until next time, take it easy.